you're listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode 36. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be covering the topic of decision making and how important this is in our lives. Now, of course, I'm going to be talking about how decision making applies in the area of drinking and how it's actually a really uh, brilliant tool you can use to help stop over drinking. But actually, this is going to be one of those podcast episodes where it applies not just in the area of drinking, but across your whole life, right? Any aspect of your life. That is so cool. Now, I personally love making decisions. I think decision making decisions makes life actually so much simpler, gives me much more freedom. But I know many people don't feel the same way. So I'm going to try and show you why that is so today. Okay, so let's get started. Now, first off, I want to offer that decision making is a skill, right? This isn't something you're born with or you're not born with. So it's not something you intrinsically have or don't. And as with any skill, you can hone it or you can leave it to languish, right? And think about it. We each make dozens of decisions every day from the large to the insignificant. Do you want tea or coffee? Should I call the customer now or wait? What should I have for lunch? Should we apply for that loan or should we hold off for now? Should I have the glass of white wine or not? And in terms of stopping over drinking, what I teach my clients is that every drink is a decision. Every single drink. In fact, every single sip is a decision. Now, I know that it often won't feel that way. And it certainly didn't to me. You're listening to this podcast, so you're looking for ways to stop over drinking, how to get into that transformation. And it might not feel, especially if you don't feel in control of your drinking, it might not feel that every drink is, is a decision. And in fact, people often tell me, it's kind of like they don't know what happened to them in that moment, why they drank, when they hadn't meant to, when they explicitly hadn't meant to. And they tell me it was kind of as though life had just taken over them. I completely understand that. I remember having many, many days feeling the same way. But what I want to offer is that life hasn't taken over you, if this is you, right? You haven't been taken over by some alien force. More likely, what you're experiencing is what I call outsourced decisions, right? When you're still taking decisions, but not consciously. It's kind of as though your decisions are being made for you or they're being made on automatic pilot, right? Like you've pre-programmed them and now they're just running on some kind of loop. Get to this situation, make this decision. In a similar vein, I see how so many of us Um, It's almost like we stop making decisions as we get older, at least significant decisions. And it's quite frequent for me to see that we sort of fall into a pattern of, of effectively living out the decisions we have made in the past. And we do this, by the way, in all areas of our life. And this is what's coming into play when you hear people say things like, well, that's the way it's done around here. Or 
that's how I've always done it or I've always been a drinker kind of like you decided way back when that you were a drinker and that's the program you're now running I always drink when I feel stressed after work right that's a decision at some point that you made that you're now playing out I've never had any fun without drinking is something I hear all the time right and we say these things as though we are narrating the news it's, it's the absolute truth but no, just because we made these decisions once upon a time and just because we're now running them on automatic pilot doesn't mean things always have to stay that way. Now, I don't care if you're 18 or 80. Decisions are critical to creating the life you want to live. Decisions, in fact, are where we find our power. If you've been living life on automatic mode, if you've been outsourcing the way you think about drinking, now you may just be a little bit rusty on how to make decisions, conscious decisions. So on today's podcast, I'm going to give you some ways to take back control of your decisions. This was a big thing for me. It's a big thing I see for my clients. We want to take back control of our drinking. It's a very strong emotion. And then you can go ahead and create the life you want to live on purpose. Now, apply this to one area of your life and you'll see how possible it is to do this in all other areas. And of course, I highly recommend you start taking action on this, on, de- on the area of decision making around your decisions on alcohol. And then you do it straight away, right? You can start today, all right? So grab a pen and paper and let's get started. First, I want to talk about what is a decision. It sounds kind of obvious, but I think it's often best just to go back to basics. A decision is simply a commitment to a thought, to a feeling and action that creates a result, right? You decide to follow a particular course of study. You decide to leave your husband. You decide to cook tomato soup for lunch. You decide to feel ecstatic that your friend passed their exam. You decide to accept the drink that uh, your colleague offered you. Now, each decision is a new opportunity because that moment in time hasn't happened before, hasn't happened yet. Secondly, what you decide is 100% up to you. We often fall into a way of believing that we have to keep on living out decisions that we have already made, that have already been taken in our lives. In fact, many people end up living their lives by adhering to the decisions made in the past, even if this causes them suffering in the present. For example, you get so stressed out on Monday so that drink at the end of the day is what gets you through the week. Uh, That might be something that at one point in your life made sense. Now you just repeat it and you sort of do it without re-deciding that. Or we'll say things like we always drink because that's what our family does. Right now that last one is sneaky. You may tell me no way was that a decision I made Anna. Right, No way did I decide to drink because my family all does. But I would argue that it is a decision you've made, even if it wasn't conscious. You're adhering to what's almost an adopted decision. Everyone else in the family drinks and believes they always do. So you do too, because you're a member of the clan. But the fact is that there is nothing you have 
to do, ever. Right? It's all about what we choose to do. Now, you can choose right now not to do things even that you might swear blind you actually have to do. So let's take a really basic example. You could decide to not clean your house. Right? You don't have to clean the bathroom. You don't have to do the washing. You can ignore all of it. Right? There are consequences to this. You'll have unwashed clothes, a dirty house. But the fact remains that you have the free will to decide not to do it. There's this, this, this difference between telling yourself you have to do something versus you're choosing to do something. I can't underscore the importance and relevance of that when it comes to your drinking habit and understanding why you are taking the action that you are, even if it kind of goes against what you want. You don't have to continue the decisions of your past and you don't have to follow anyone else's idea of how you should live. Everything is a choice. Everything is your choice. And think about this, by not making a decision to change something or to do something, you are in fact deciding to have that thing again and again and again. You're deciding to not change. Now, this may be good and wanted in many areas of your life, but when it comes to drinking or over-drinking, it is often the opposite. Now, if you evaluate your life in this way, you may not change many things. That's fine. But by seeing how you can take back your power on any decision, that really changes how you think and how you feel about it. And it's totally freeing. It's one of those weird mixes where by taking decisions and getting control, you're also freeing yourself up. So this is really applicable with when it comes to stopping over drinking, that by have taking back the control, you are achieving more freedom around the alcohol. And when you bear all this in mind, the power question becomes, now wait for it, would I choose this again today? and why. So for instance, knowing what you know now, knowing what you believe now about drinking and your drinking, would you choose it again today? Now for many people, this isn't actually as simple as saying, no, I wouldn't choose it today. I mean, for others, yeah, it is. And for me right now, absolutely, it, it would be, I wouldn't choose it. But that doesn't have to be the answer. I'm not sort of preloading this. And the reason I say that is I find many people are often quite conflicted about their thinking around changing how they drink. Which leads me on to my next point, actually, which is there's no right or wrong decision. That's really important because what I find is that people often put off making decisions because they don't want to make the wrong one. Right? They're worried that there is some elusive right decision out there and they just have to wait until they find it or see this a lot in, in drinking, especially when it comes to things like Christmas or holidays or birthdays. You know, people want to make the change, but they think they're going to hold off the decision until it's the right time. And my dear friends, there is no right time to make that decision. There is just the time that you make right. So yes, people do uh, put off decisions or wait for decisions until often they have more clarity, more information or more certainty or whatever. Now, for some situations, 
there may be perfectly good reasons for doing this, right? So certainly for things like buying a house, you probably don't want to race into that without uh, doing some critical decision making. But the truth is, by not making a decision, you are consciously still making a decision. You're making a decision not to change something every single time. You're choosing your job, your house, your spouse, your friends and your habits every single day, whether you acknowledge that or not. You are choosing to carry on drinking while you wait for the perfect moment to give up. That might get the hackles up a little, but I would offer that by choosing to not change, right now, you're choosing to stay as you are. So I really encourage you to ask yourself, who do you want to be? Right? What do you want to do? How do you want to be around alcohol? What role do you want alcohol to play in your life? Are you happy to keep effectively deciding to keep it in and keep maintain that struggle, which is what you're doing every time you're not deciding to take action and to take action until you hit your goal, right? To, to take action and not quit whatever your goal is, whether that's you just want to cut back to a couple of glasses a week or you want to give up entirely, right? These are the decisions that can revolutionize your life. But by not making the decisions, you are still making a decision. You're still making a decision to say yes to what you have right now. One of the easiest ways that I want to come on to now about how to not to make a decision is when you pretend you're confused and you say those three, is it three or four little words, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I would if I knew Anna, but I don't know. And this, my friend, is always a lie. Confusion is just another word for fear. Confusion keeps you stuck in one spot. Telling yourself you don't know something never leads to positive action. It invariably leads to inaction. Now let's say, let's take an example way out of drinking. Let's say that you've been asked to speak at a company do. If you say, well, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, then your brain is going to go and find lots of evidence why that's true. And this is when you might get, you literally might get writer's block. You'll sit there and you'll reinforce that you don't know. And then I'll be moving on to questioning even why you were chosen in the first place. And surely there's someone better placed than you to do this. Can you see how these thoughts don't serve you? And they all started from, I don't know. But the really great thing about the brain is that it's a machine, it's like a computer and it loves to answer questions. So instead of saying, I don't know what to talk about, ask yourself, but what if I did know? Right, then pause and see what happens and your brain will open up. Put yourself into the shoes of the person who does know what to speak about. You're gonna to start to receive some answers. Now this may take a little time, but at least you're moving forward. If you really, really, really feel paralysed by I don't know, a top tip I have for you is to tell yourself, I'm just trying something. I'm just trying something. I'm just going to try this out. You can even say this out loud. It will help you move forward. Even a baby step is better than just sitting stuck, swirling in overwhelm of I don't know. Just make a decision not to be confused. Right, that's a decision you can make. I'm not going to be confused. I'm just going to decide what to do and move forward. 
And as soon as you do that, you will actually start taking action. Now, let me put this into the realm of drinking and something, something I experienced and a lot of people tell me as well. So people tell me they want to change their drinking, but they don't know what to do. Right? They say, I don't know how to go about it. Now, I would offer that it's easy to stop over drinking and it's easy to stop drinking. In fact, you just don't you just don't drink the drink. And I know listening to that, you might think that that might sound slightly facetious, because really the hard thing about stopping drinking are all the emotions that come up after you start taking action. Completely agree, went through that myself. You get all these feelings that you're going to find really challenging to handle and which may send you scurrying back into your cave, scurrying back to a place of safety, right? Because you, you, you by drinking, we are escaping a lot of these feelings and when we stop drinking, you know, they, whoa, full ball, we start to feel them. But this all applies to drinking and stopping over drinking. If you find yourself sitting there saying, I just don't know how to change my drinking, sit yourself down and ask yourself what might work? What might work for you? What could you at least try just to see right, from a place of curiosity? Now, I would also offer why I do these podcasts is that you don't actually need to do this on your own. You don't need to sit in I don't know land. I do this day in, day out. I help people like you achieve freedom around alcohol, whether you just want to drink less or give up entirely. I don't mind, you know, which way, which type of goal you have. I did this for myself and I've created a one-on-one -on -one coaching program. I run with clients that's customized to you, to your lives and your goals. So that's available to you. Now, working with me, I'll offer is faster and cheaper in the long run. Uh, you'll feel far less lonely. It's a lonely place to be, as I know from uh, my own experience, if you feel frustrated with your drinking. And it's fun. So it's going to be a lot more fun working with somebody. Yes, I did use the F word. It can be fun to change your relationship with alcohol. I promise. Okay, next point. The more decisions you make, the better you get at it. Sounds obvious, but we don't tend to put this into practice because as with anything in life, the more you do something, the better you get at it. So the more decisions you make, the better you're going to get at making decisions. And you should also know that the brain really loves to be efficient, right? It likes to pre-program as much as possible for us about our life. This is why you don't have to think about how to clean your teeth. It's a habit that's been repeated and replaced into automatic mode, right? An automatic routine that serves us. And that happens with many, many, many areas in our lives. But, there's always a but. What about all the other mini decisions and habits in our lives that become unconscious, unwanted, automatic decisions which create negative patterns that we get so used to we don't even acknowledge that they are optional. These are the decisions about work, about what we eat, about how we look after ourselves, how we talk about ourselves, how we drink. These all have a huge impact on our results and what our life ends up being. And what I find is that we tend to live as though these decisions are just who we are as a statement of fact but they're not. They're tiny decisions that are being made by our brains daily. We just might not be aware of that. 
So we need to review and make these decisions consciously to ensure that they are the decisions that we want to be making, right? You can completely change your life by changing the daily decisions that affect how you live. Now, here's a non-drinking example, as I think sometimes examples from other areas of your life can really help to make the point. Now, let's say you have a desire to write a book but you have a full-time job and you have a family to take care of. You know you need to get up early to do it, to do the writing, but you find it difficult to get up in the morning. Now, you've done this for so long, you've tried and failed to get up just a little bit earlier. You might not even see it as a conscious decision anymore that you're striving for. Maybe you just see this as who you are. You're someone who hits snooze because you need a lot of sleep, right? There'll always be a rational, as we think, reason for these things. Perhaps you think it's just how your body is wired. But when you step back and when you realize that just because you aren't conscious when you make that decision, it doesn't make it less powerful. The decision to not get up that little bit earlier is a powerful decision. It's one you want to make consciously and ahead of time if you want to change the trajectory of your results and help you achieve your dreams of writing your book. So it's all about looking at these areas where we might not realise we're taking decisions but are, evaluating what we want the decision to be and making it consciously. And that's where the power of redeciding comes into play. So redeciding what is right or wrong for you on a continual basis is what makes your life continue to evolve. Because think about it, what might have been right for you 10 years ago may not be the same as you grow older and change and evolve. But know that you have the power to change your mind. I think sometimes we say that we think changing our mind is weak, but it doesn't have to be. Right? There is power in redeciding for something. Many people feel trapped into feeling they should do this or that because it's the right thing to do. Right? They struggle with redeciding things they no longer want because they think they make them a, a bad person or weak, as I said just now. As someone who can't stick to something. And also, and this makes logical sense too, they don't want to go back on commitments, especially to others, or change their minds if others will be disappointed. Now, you see this all the time. People stay in jobs they don't want and relationships that aren't authentic to spare other people at their own expense as they suffer silently. Some call this selfless. But I would argue that if you're going along with something just because, it's really a form of lying to yourself. I'm not suggesting you go out and change your whole life with a whole load of new grand decisions all at once. But do make sure you like your reasons for your decisions. And that makes all the difference. When people first come to me about their drinking, they often say they just want to moderate which is absolutely fine. I have no requirement for people to have to want to become sober. Now, drinking in moderation is 100% possible, no question. But I would argue that in the long run, it takes more work to manage than just quitting for good, right? That's all to do with how the brain reacts to dopamine. So there's no right or wrong. It's just, they're just different. So what I offer my clients is... To pick a drinking goal, and if you think it's you want to drink in moderation, that's fine, but be open to redeciding that or changing it at some future point if that comes up. Now, 
If you experience the miracle, and it truly is a miracle, of feeling in full control over alcohol, I think it is highly unlikely you'll ever want to go back to being the drinker that you were before. Though that decision is up for grabs, if you so wish, far more likely, and certainly what I've seen, is that people re-decided that they actually don't want to moderate but they want to stop drinking entirely. And one of the reasons why they started with moderation is they felt that that was maybe a little bit more accessible to them. Okay, so that's how it works. And like I say, you can do this in all areas of your life, not just drinking. It's funny that when I ask clients to do this, right, when I give them permission to think about their lives and decisions in this way, they often realise they're living a much more authentic lives than they had given themselves any credit for. Because a lot of the decisions they've decided they actually want to continue with and are happy with when and I think there's there's real peace that you can get from that rather than just feeling you're sort of on this train track and you can't change anything. So I encourage you to consider your life as being full of decisions and redecisions. You're a badass decision maker. Right. So if you're listening to this and think that sounds great, I do want to improve. But how do I make a decision? right? If you ever find yourself stuck and uncertain about this, here's my formula for it. It is very simple. Are you ready? Start by asking what you should do first. Don't expect that you will know for sure. Just guess at the answer. Then do it. See what results you get. Learn from it. Then ask what you should do next. If you don't know, guess at the answer. Do it. See what results you get and learn from it. And you just carry on like this, building on building and building on learning. Remember, there's no right or wrong decisions. Besides, we can't see into the future. An action that might seem completely logical and right and proper on paper may end up not creating the result you want anyway. That doesn't make it a wrong decision. It's just that the outcome wasn't as anticipated. So just learn from it and move on and try something else. But please decide. So in summary, decisions are where we can find the power to create the lives we want to create and evolve into the highest version of ourselves. Decisions give us control over alcohol. And if there was one emotion that drove me to want to change my relationship with alcohol, it was I wanted to feel in control. Know that the power to decide and to re-decide lies 100% with you. And that not deciding to do something is equally a decision. Putting something off is a decision. Many of us walk around on automatic pilot with pre-programmed decisions. And I really encourage you to question them. And whenever you respond to a decision with the words, you know, with a need for a decision with the words, I don't know, just ask yourself what you do know. Give it a go. Take action. All right, that's it. Thank you for listening. Please do rate and review and share with someone you love. Doing that really helps other people to find the podcast. If you have any questions, you can reach me at anna at 90dayslater.co. Otherwise, that's it for now and I will see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days, a 
but the effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.